What's up, tea amigos? Welcome to Fresh Steeps, uncovering the health benefits of tea for your active life. I'm your host, Vince Lapalusa. I'm a tea lover and chemical engineer with a passion for healthy practices, and I'm honored to be your guide on this tea journey. Today, I talked with Monica Keefe of Travel Through Tea. Monica started her tea and travel blog as a way of recording the best tea spots around the world. Tune in to hear her recommendations on the best tea spots around Europe and China, and discover a country you maybe didn't know had some of the best tea around. I know, it definitely caught me off guard. So sit back, relax, grab your tea, and enjoy the show. Monica, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. I hope you're doing well, too. Yes, I'm doing very well. I'm super excited to to get to talk to you and to dig into the travel through tea story. So I'm just let's just dig right into it because yeah, I'm I'm very interested in how that started. But I guess before even travel through tea, just I'm I'm curious to hear the story of tea in your life and where tea started if it was like something from birth if you discovered it later in in like high school college so when did you first do you remember your first cup of tea I guess I should say yeah so I'm super excited to talk about it Mm -hmm. um so my family in general we're not really big coffee drinkers so whenever over the winter we were craving a warm beverage it would always be centered around tea instead of around coffee Um, And looking back, I definitely can't remember the first cup of tea that I had, Um, but I can remember sitting on the couch with my parents and drinking a cup of tea while we were relaxing in the evening. Um, But I think it was always tea that was in tea bags, probably from like the supermarket or something like that. Um, and it wasn't really until college that I started to develop a deeper understanding of tea and began to become more passionate about it. And that's pretty much um, with a lot of credit to one of my best friends in college and my roommate then, um, who had spent her high school years in China and wow. where they have a really um, amazing tea culture. Yeah. And so living with her, she always had all of these amazing teas around the apartment that I was trying and then I started to become more passionate about it um, and wanted to find my own teas that I could then have her try and we would drink them together. So that was really, I think, the pivotal moment in my um, tea adventure and what really started it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until much later that I started my tea blog, actually. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, I feel like, especially for people who grow up in the United States, it's typically that first cup of tea is a tea bag, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's it's just some generic brand that most people just have stored in their cabinet. Like my parents have had the same tea probably stored since high school that's still in their house. They just transports from house to house whenever they move, and exactly uh, that's and that's just exactly. my and that's tea experience. Um, so that's super cool. I'm actually. How long did your roommate live in China? Like, did she? So was it she, all of high school? Yeah, it was all of high school. So she moved around a lot um, growing up her because of her parents' jobs. Um, and so for high school, she went to China for four years. Um, and she learned Mandarin. She was on mainland China 
Um, and she's actually, we met um, after that in college, and then mm-hmm. she's actually back in Taiwan right now. Um, and she'll be there for another two years or so. So she also is very interested in tea and that type of culture and stuff too. Yeah. Um, oh, it's been good to connect with her. That's fascinating. Thing. Yeah. So do you remember, because it's, I'm sure now, like when you have non-tea drinkers come to your house or apartment, it's in like you probably have a nice tea collection and everything mm-hmm. and, and they're just super overwhelmed. So you probably had that similar experience with her, correct? Mm-hmm. Like when you yep. moved in with her, she had this tea selection. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah, we had a whole um, we had a whole wall pretty much. It was this glass cabinet, um, no. like a glass cabinet shelf against the wall. And I think there were six shelves. And by the end of college, every single shelf was full of tea. So Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. That's that's a dream. That's a dream yeah, come true. Honestly. In, in my opinion. <laughs> I same way now my, my house has a cabinet that the previous homeowners just left. I've now filled it head to toe with every single tea, but I'm like, not enough. I yeah. need more. I, I, I need know. Not enough I've, variety. <laughs> I've crammed as much as I can into my tiny New York apartment. So <laughs> that's awesome. So do you remember what like the actual tea when you moved in with her and you were kind of exploring through those different teas for like the first time do you remember like what the first one that you had that you were like oh my gosh tea is so much more than what I thought it was um it was definitely she had me try a jasmine green tea um which is now yeah which is now a classic for me and one of my go-tos but at that point I think I'd only had jasmine green tea that was in like tea bags from like Marks and Spencer mm-hmm. or something like that that my parents yeah. had brought back at one point for me um and so I think it was like my first loose leaf jasmine green tea and just the overwhelmingly powerful jasmine like scent yeah. and taste was amazing and that's when I was like oh wow this could be a lot more than I originally expected so. mm-hmm. for sure was it the jasmine pearls or just like the roll or like I don't know if it's rolled as proper. The how because I've seen yeah. jasmine pearls are like the predominant way right. I've seen it, but there's also non pearls. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if you yeah, know yeah. what they're Just called? Like the rolled leaves. Yeah, rolled exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure it was jazz. I can't remember exactly. She was the one who like made everything. I just drank the tea after yeah. it was completely steep. But knowing her, yeah. it was probably jasmine pearls. And I actually for her birthday a couple of years later got her some um from this really cute new york city tea shop um yeah. so i got her like a little bag of jasmine um pearls so it was a return awesome. return of the favor mm-hmm. for sure no i i think jasmine i'm trying to rem- i don't remember my very first cup of jasmine tea but like you said it's a it is a staple in my tea diet now like whereas if i don't know what tea i want for the day i like revert back to a jasmine green tea mm-hmm. it's it's just so reminiscent of tea yeah, <laughs> to me. It's and really just, a classic. It, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many complex little, there's so many complex things about it, but at the same time, like you can always count on it. It's like very simple in that way. So, can you, what do you mean by the complexity in it? Can you dig into that a little? Yeah. I just think that, I mean, I remember, I remember at one point I used to not really like green tea because I thought that all green tea tasted like grass. And I was Mm -hmm. like, why don't I just go to my backyard and pick some grass and steep it in hot water instead? Um, Which is obviously not the case. I think I was probably drinking like 
probably really bad sencha, to be honest. <laughs> um, and so the first, I just remember like the first time that I had jasmine green tea and the first time that I started to, or the times that I started to drink it um, more regularly, I just realized that it could be light and subtle. And then depending on how long you would steep it and depending on, you know, how much tea you would actually use per cup of water, that the flavors could really change and become more complex. But at the same time, you always have that strong, like if it's good jasmine green tea, like there's a good, like strong, but very natural jasmine um, taste profile. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I, I found it fascinating too how, the jasmine is actually infused into it because mm-hmm. the I always thought when I first had jasmine green tea is that there was actual jasmine petals in the tea leaves. Like just I'm like that makes sense. It's like a, it's like a little blend. Right. I found out that I was wrong right. <laughs> about that. So I think it's, it's super cool. Can you do you, you know that process? Yeah. So can you explain that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So usually, like the traditional way that they make jasmine green tea is that they um, harvest the tea leaves and they um, let them lightly oxidize and dry. Um, and at the same time, what they're doing is they're taking fresh jasmine flowers usually and laying them across the tops of the tea leaves as they're like sifting out. And then every night they let them sit for usually like twelve hours. And then they'll pluck them out and they'll change them with net, like new fresh jasmine flowers the next day. Um, and depending on the type of tea, they usually are doing that for at least a couple of days, but sometimes up to two weeks. Um, and that gives the tea um, the really strong jasmine, um, not like scent, and but it, it's not flavor. It's naturally. It's like, yeah. It's just natural. It's just so, there. <laughs> it's yeah. it's part of it. Do you know what? Is there a specific green tea used typically for jasmine pearls? Like, do you know like where they? Is this a Chinese tea or is it a Japanese Taiwanese? I like, can say you know with that? like eighty five percent confidence that it's a it's a Chinese tea tradition. Um, but what region? I cannot say for sure. Yeah. Um, and what like what altitude they're growing the tea leaves at and yeah. things like that. I can't remember all the details of, but I was reading about it. Um, actually, there's this book by, it's called Infused, um, mm-hmm. and it's by one of my favorite tea ladies, I guess. She's somebody that I've discovered along the way, and I've been to a couple of her talks about tea, and I bought her book. Um, and it's I like it because it's sort of the same idea that I have on my blog. It's about her adventures in tea. Um, mm. She's a British woman. Um, and her name? she Her name is Henrietta Lowell. Um, or Lovell. Lovell. Yeah, I want to um, include that. If you don't mind sending me after the show, sure. I want to include that in the show notes for people. I know, because sure. I also want to check oh, that yeah. out. Yeah, I know. I have it right on my bookshelf right over here. Um, so it's amazing. Um, yeah. And it's just every chapter is about her different tea adventures. And she's ta- she started a tea company. It's called Rare Tea Company. Um, and they pretty much just take tea directly from, um, like it's all, I guess, the farm-to-table equivalent of tea directly from local tea farmers, um, and they harvest it, and they send it to her, and she helps package it and send it out under her brand. So it's really amazing. She works with, um, I don't know if you know, there's a restaurant, it's like the number one restaurant in the world, it's called Noma in Copenhagen. Um, But so she actually just as of, I think, a couple of weeks ago, officially partnered with them, and now they're serving her tea. So, which Good for is, her. That's yeah, amazing. ranked as the number one restaurant in the world, so it's pretty amazing. That's a huge step. Good yeah. for her. Wow, amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in checking that out. Um, 
that sounds super fascinating but um yeah so i'm interested actually i I never asked what are you drinking right now so right now um i'm drinking it's called malawi gold um it's a black tea um i got it actually as a like a sample as a gift from um this company it's called cured leaves tea company um and it's this woman who she curates all of her teas from africa um Mm. where i think her family is from um and so this is a black tea it has sort of i guess like honey chocolate notes um yeah i don't know i sort of give it I sort of call it like almost a roasted flavor, but it's not, it's not as strong as like some of the real roasted teas. Um, so it's, yeah, it's kind of like warm honey. I would describe it, um, without being sweetened or anything like that. And and there's no, there's no blend or anything. It's just the black tea leaves. Yeah. It's just the black tea leaves and they have this really cool shape too. They're in, um, these kind of antlers. So you take them, like huh. it's a loose leaf tea. And so when you pour them into your hand, they look sort of like antlers. It's kind of pretty. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. I, that is something that underratedly I find to be one of the most like beautiful parts of tea is just like the unfurling is how the tea leaf starts as the dried, after the drying and everything. Mm-hmm. And then the unfurling of it. I also found it fascinating how the shape of the tea leaf affects the flavor in your cup. Yeah. Do you know much about that? I don't know much more than like the classic surface area yeah. you know, ratio that however much. I mean, I know that for rolled teas, when I steep them, I usually use um, almost boiling water and I pour it over the tea leaves first to slightly open them up. Mm. Um, and mm. then after that, I'll do I'll steep them um, as like they're recommended to be steep, but especially for like the rolled oolongs. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've had, I do that a lot, and I think it really helps like take out some of the bitterness because you don't really want to steep them with boiling water. Um, so right. it's nice to like wash them first with some boiling water just to open them up, and then you let them steep with like eighty degrees Celsius water. Yeah, right. I am terrible at doing that. <laughs> I I never. I always consider it like a a waste in my mind to just pour some to open it up and then like dump that yeah it's like uh maybe i should do it and then drink that and just because i'm okay with like the right people say it cleans it and like mm-hmm. it actually it does open it up because i mean i'm all i love re-steeping yeah. the tea and i'll do it as basically until it becomes water but yeah i'm i never i always drink that first cup and i know that's like a sin to some people yeah <laughs> i know i know that i've definitely been to like some tea houses and things where they just completely throw it away. I usually quote wash it for like 10 to 20 seconds just to yeah. loosen it up a little bit and then dump it out right away. Um, right. And then I really steep. So, Do you ever practice like a gung fu style? Um, I have done it before, um, but I don't have my own set. So okay. I can't really practice I guess at my apartment, although I will say that I sort of do like my own makeshift version. I have these little cups that kind of do the trick. um, And so I'll do like the faster infusions and like the smaller cups of water. So I don't do it officially with like, I need to master all the pouring techniques and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really pretty. I watch a lot of videos on it. Um, It's very like soothing, I think, to watch. 
but I haven't, I haven't practiced it much myself, unfortunately. Okay. That's something that I definitely want to like, get into, though, as I expand. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And can you explain, for anybody listening who's never heard of Gung Fu, can you explain kind of what that process is or what that brewing technique or steeping technique? I don't know what to yeah. call it specifically. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, most people have probably seen it and just not realized that that's what it is before. So I guess the way that like most people have seen tea be steeped is that you take the water and you boil it and then you take like a couple of grams of tea leaves, you pour the hot water over it and you let it steep for a couple minutes and then you drink it. And that's, that's like the classic way of, um, I guess the classic Western way of drinking tea. Um, but then there's this other technique of drinking tea that's focused on shorter, um, infusions, um, so that you can really understand how the tea leaf profile changes as you steep it. So if you think about it, like in the Western way, you're pouring the hot water in and then you're letting the leaves steep for a couple of minutes and you're, and then you take the tea leaves out and you drink your tea and you've missed all those flavor profiles that might've appeared within those couple of minutes. Mm, so yeah. The like more Eastern way of doing it would be to take your water and you pour it into another vessel usually, and then you have your tea leaves in um, a vessel right next to it, and then you pour the hot water over the leaves, you let it sit usually for about 30 seconds to one minute, and then you spill out the water into your drinking cup, um, and you would drink from there, and then you repeat. So usually up to, I mean, you can do it seven, eight, nine, 10, oh, yeah. 14 times, <laughs> depending on the, depending on the type of leaves that you're using and the quality of the tea. Um, uh-huh. But it's really interesting because you taste tea in a completely different way and the taste changes as you go on and people have their different um, preference for what infusion um, they like the best, whether it's yeah, like third or yeah, yeah. eighth or whatever it is. So yeah, that'd be a fun experiment. Kind of like take a tally, just make like little notes, like in a journal or mm-hmm. something, with each infusion, each leaf, what's what's happening and what's uh, what you're experiencing. Because obviously, it's going to be different for everybody based on your pro your taste profile. But I've I too have never really formally done that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been very interested in in it, and I do have actually a set now. Um, so I'm. I should start expanding my knowledge and, yeah. and utilizing it. But uh, I, I find it f- very fascinating. The, the way I typically do it is, like you said, is I'll just have my, my teapot or something. Yeah. I'll do like a quick like one minute steep, take it out, enjoy exactly. that. And then just, I mean, you can kind of do a makeshift that way. But it's just not as not as nice. Yeah, it's not as it's not as beautiful as the other way. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. You don't get all those pretty poor videos. That's for sure. <laughs> that so. is for sure. You see those all over Instagram. Yeah. I'm sure all over our Instagrams, not normal people who don't want yeah. <laughs> tea-filled Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess maybe the alternative for coffee lovers would be like coffee foam and things like that, like the coffee latte foam, art. The drip, yeah. like the drip or the weird. Exactly. I've seen some crazy coffee stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's a really good like gift idea though for somebody who's looking to get into tea to get them like a little gaiwan set. Um yeah. and like the little pot that comes with it. I think that'd oh, be a yeah. cute little holiday gift idea. I know those are coming up, so mm-hmm. that's a that is a good point. So if people if you're a tea lover who wants to expand, check out I don't even know where a good place to would be to check it out, but just 
Google search Guy Wan set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know there's some good spots in New York City, but I'm, okay. I'm sure they shift around the country. For sure. But, yeah. So, okay. So going back to you and your personal tea story. Mm-hmm. College, you have this enlightenment per se of what tea can actually be. Right. And how, so what happens like throughout that time, you just now realize, oh my gosh, tea's amazing. I love it. What's, what's going through your mind? Like when yeah. you start to expand? Yeah. So I guess my biggest regret is that I didn't start my Instagram blog earlier <laughs> yes. um, because college really was the time for me when I started drinking, I started drinking tea a lot more and I was traveling a bunch and I was doing a lot of solo traveling then, um, mostly around Europe. Um, but I ended up also mm. going to visit that friend. Um, she ended up going back to China for a year in the middle of college um, to do a master's program. I visited her there too. Um, and so just like a lot of solo traveling and tea was always the thing I would come back to in every place that I visited. Um, and that's really where I came looking back. I think that's really where I got the idea for travel through tea because I love to travel by myself. I love to walk around and explore if I'm in a city or in a small town. Um, and if you don't drink coffee and you're walking around all day, then if you're looking for like some place to relax with a book or something like that, your options are a little bit limited. And mm-hmm. so I would be trying to find these cafes that served high quality tea instead of yeah. just high quality coffee. And that turns out to be pretty difficult, especially if you look back a couple of years ago, I would say most cafes were serving tea that was in tea bags. Um, mm, and that uh, like would have been the same kind of quality as maybe like Lipton tea or um, like some of the other tea bag companies. Yeah. Um, and so it turned out to be pretty difficult. And I was like, oh, I should start keeping a list of these places that I found around um, around the globe. And so that, you know, if I ever return to these cities or if I have friends that are going there, then um, I can give them these recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, fast forward a couple of years and I am currently in dental school. So mm. um, I was like, in my first year of dental school and I had some free time and I did the same thing. I just moved to New York City. Um, and I was walking around New York also looking for um, cafes where I could sit down and relax and drink a cup of tea. Um, and I started documenting them in the same way. And that's when I decided, you know, what, like the easiest place to document this might be Instagram because I can take photos, I can yeah. write my review. And then it serves as a guide even for me to go back and, you mm, know, find these like cafes that. where I can recommend that I can recommend my friends. Yeah. Um, and... Anyway, so I started mostly focused on New York City cafes, um, but obviously with this larger idea, I'd called my blog Travel Through Tea um, with this larger idea of, okay, I'm going to probably continue to travel a lot as I go through dental school and then into the future. So like this will just be a really good resource for me to keep track of um, mm-hmm. all the places where I've really loved drinking tea and where I've loved experiencing tea culture. So that's sort of how it started off and that's where I got the idea. Um, yeah. and it's expanded in more ways than I could have guessed when I started uh, it, but <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. And sorry, what did you say? What year that was? Um, oh God, let's see. <laughs> it must've been 2018, I guess, probably beginning of 20. Yeah. Probably the beginning of 2019 is when I think I officially launched it on Instagram. Amazing. So. That's so cool. It's such a, it's such a good idea. I think it's, that's what partially got me so excited about tea was 
it's literally everywhere. Yeah. You can find tea all over the world. I too, I love traveling. I definitely have not probably done it as much as you. And I'm very interested in some specific experiences that you've had in your travels. But it's just, it's super exciting. You can find such high quality. I'm actually kind of surprised to hear that there's less high quality loose leaf tea places oh, yeah. around the world. I, I For some reason, I was, I kind of expected of the United States because right. to me, tea is still new or it's becoming more popularized right. here um, and high quality tea. Or maybe I'm saying that because I'm involved now in the tea community. But um, yeah, I think that that did catch me a little off guard. I'm like, huh, that's... It's yeah, the, and now, where was right? this? Was this in Europe or what you were kind of talking um, about? Or just yeah, all mostly over? in Europe. I would say China is really the only place that I've been where just automatically loose leaf tea is the standard. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's actually harder to find tea bags, I'm Right, sure. exactly. Which is good, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, better for everybody, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's strange because... I mean, I guess, though, if you I've been talking about it a lot because especially in New York, where there are so many cafes and so many high quality um, and like high end restaurants and cafes, um, like high profile places. Um, And there's been, I guess, over the past, you know, 10 to 15 years, this big coffee revolution, right? Like a lot of places that used to go drink coffee would just serve black filtered coffee. And now like the Italian way of making espresso and espresso-based drinks has become really popular and you can't go to a cafe without like being able to get a cappuccino or a latte sure. or cortado, yeah. whatever you're going to drink for your coffee beverage. Yeah. Um, and I think it's starting to happen with tea, but it hasn't quite made it there yet. Um, no. I'm still surprised like, when I go to certain cafes and I ask them, oh, like, where do you get your tea from? Um, or, like, what types of tea do you have? And they pull out and it's like this little box with like a bunch of tea bags in it. I'm like, yep. okay, like... It's okay. a, a <laughs> little fine, I guess. <laughs> like, it's a become I uh, this is going to sound so mean of me or uh maybe yeah, just mean, but a kind of a funny thing I like to do cuz I go to a lot of restaurants and I just like especially after dinner or something, I just want like a nice cup of tea. It's like a after meals is like the, my right. one of my favorite times to drink tea. Yeah. And so I always ask the waiter or waitress, I'm like, "What kind of teas do you have?" And just for 99% of the time, just the panic that is in their yeah, eyes because they're like, exactly. I, they realize, oh my gosh, no one ever asks for tea. Right. And then they have no idea what kind of tea they have. I, I think it's hilarious at that right. point because I'm like, now I just go like everywhere and I, I, I yeah, exactly. what kind of tea do you have? Yeah. And <laughs> they're just like, uh, uh. Hold on. Let me let me check the back. If yeah. Let, second. Me, let me yeah. check the back. Or I'm like, what kind of green teas do you have? Like green. <laughs> and I. <laughs> Okay, and then mint. there were like a, a mint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, does it have green tea <laughs> in it or is it just a one. mint? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, and usually it's just a mint tea, like yeah. no green tea. I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm like, ah, it's At okay. At least you got the color right. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, that, that That's funny though. And yeah, like I said, just kind of kind of surprising. So I'm very interested, obviously, you've in, in a lot of your travels, but where, so where would you say... It sounded like you you went and you visited in China. Was that the first place you kind of went solo travel or was it Europe? Um, Europe was definitely the first place that I did solo traveling. Um, Yeah, it was my first time was even earlier. It was right after high school. 
um, my graduation trip was like a solo um, trip to Europe. Um, I wow. speak French, so I like learned it in high school, and I did these exchanges throughout high school with some French families. Oh, so amazing. I went back um, after graduation, and I went to visit them a little bit, and then I traveled around. I actually met up with my mom's exchange family when she was little, and she had done an exchange in France. So yeah. I like took the train down to go and meet them um, in the south of France and traveled around like that. Um, and I think that was, that was my first actual solo trip where I like flew over by myself. I traveled everywhere by myself. I met up with some friends along the way, but then we would say bye and I would go off and do my yeah. own thing for a little bit longer. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. That's super cool. And so in France, do you, can you remember if like a, a specific tea spot? that you would highly recommend or just really kind of blew your mind? So that's like one of the things, this is why I always wish I had started my blog earlier because I went to all these like really amazing places and I just have absolutely no record of them. Like I could find my way to them on the street. Like if you put me back (laughs) on the street there walking around and honestly, I should just go to Google maps and um, just like explore and try to find the exact stores. I don't even know if they would be there anymore. But um, I just remember, like, I remember walking around and I would just do it. I never used my phone really that much when I was traveling for, cause I don't know, I was always, the more you look at your phone, the more you look at the map, the more people know that you're a tourist and yeah. when you're a young girl traveling around by yourself. You usually yeah. don't want to be labeled as a tourist. No. So I would just kind of walk around and explore and, um, whatever I stumbled upon, um, I would just like walk into and say hello um, but I actually have not been back to Paris really since I guess the last time I was there was 2018 before I started my blog. And so I haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to go back and document all the places that I went to, but I follow a bunch yeah. on Instagram and I'm very hmm. excited to try them and, uh, when yeah. I go there. Um, you probably have a list of places to go as exactly. well as the list of places that you have been. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I would say Copenhagen right now is the city where I really have the most, um, recommendations for tea just because i'm back and forth there a lot um since that's mm, where my what, fiance is from that's where your fiance okay i was gonna say yeah. for for what that's that's yeah. amazing that's super did you meet him while you were traveling or i did yeah um oh, i did fun. after college um right before i started dental school i did this 500 mile hike through spain it's called the camino de santiago you start in the oh south of france and then you walk all the way to the west coast of spain so it takes about a month um, wow. and we met randomly along the way. Um, wow. That is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, sounds like an amazing Movie's story. coming out soon. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, please, I, hopefully this podcast makes the, makes the movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, no, that's, that's super, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, where, where did you meet him? Along um, yeah, we met in this little town. It's called Estella. Um, it was on the fifth day of the hike and we, we said hi to each other. We walked together for a day. I like introduced myself to him and stuff. And then we split up after that and it's the same path the entire way. So whoever you meet, you tend to see again. Um, Mm -hmm. like nobody's using their phones and texting or like half the time you wouldn't even have service. My phone was off the entire time except for pictures. For pictures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just like tend to see the same people over and over again. And we kind of like leapfrogged each other for about a week before we decided that we wanted to walk together. Um, and then we ended up like, hiking together for two and a half weeks and 
traveling a little bit afterwards and then I went back because I had to start school so and he went back to Denmark and then we ended up just like staying in touch and he came to visit me in New York a month later so that's wow. when we decided to start dating um, that's beautiful Talk yeah. about long distance though that's yeah. uh, good for you guys that's, yeah. that's amazing yeah so then where I guess where in Copenhagen would be some of the some of the spots some of the go-to tea spots oh my gosh I have so many I think that's probably my favorite city right now to drink tea in. just the like quality I think in general the quality of tea there like they just get it they get that like people don't want to mm. have tea bags they have these um really amazing like loose leaf tea companies a lot of um danish culture is very similar to japanese culture in terms of um like experiences and minimalism and design and things like huh. that so there's a lot of danish japanese tea partnerships um that's cool yeah i, so I really like that yeah there's this one place it's called sing tea house the actual tea house closed during covid um they had this little tea shop um, right in the center of Copenhagen but I think they're reopening a new one I'm pretty sure it's opening pretty soon but they yeah. send their they don't send it but they um like sell their tea out of other cafes so there's this place called um it's a Danish letter but it's an o with a line through it um huh. and then the number 12 and it's okay. really cozy and they serve their tea and they like they steep it properly. It comes in these beautiful glass teapots and yeah. then you can like pour it yourself and you can ask for more hot water and they'll re-steep it for you. So they know what they're doing. Yeah, um, yeah. And they serve that tea. And the woman who owns Sing Tea House is really knowledgeable. She spent a lot of time in Japan. Um, and so she has curated her tea collection and her matcha collection really well. Okay. Um, and then the other place that I absolutely love, it's called Heart Bakery, H-A-R-T, and then mm -hmm. um, the Danish spelling of bakery, which is B-A-G-E-R-I. Um, and that's owned by um, Noma, the restaurant, the number one restaurant in the world that I was talking yep. about. Their old baker left and started Heart Bakery, and he ended up partnering up with um, Henrietta Lovell, the owner of Rare Tea Company, and so, whose book, like, I love. And yeah. so, she now curates the tea collection for his bakery. And they have amazing tea, too. And they are also very knowledgeable about tea and how to serve it. So, I'd say those are my two favorite spots right now for tea it. in Copenhagen. I love it. So, what exactly, if you're... If you're listening, someone's like listening right now and they're like, okay, I want to go somewhere, anywhere in the world, but I'm looking to find a place that has high quality tea, but I don't really know much about tea. So I don't know like what to look for exactly. What would be some like tips? So if, for someone, if they walk into a place, they can be like, okay, this is a good indicator that I'm going to get a good quality cup of tea here. Do you have any, yeah. do you have like those things that come to mind when you walk into a place? Sure. Yeah. So I think the first difference is, are you going to be visiting like a cafe? Or are you going to be visiting a tea shop, like where they're selling tea that you want to bring home? Um, and I look for different things in both of those. So maybe I'll start with cafes and then yeah. kind of move to tea shops. So, I mean, I pretty much do like what you and I do where I ask them, oh, like what types of tea do you have? That's like mm -hmm. always the first question that I ask. Um, yeah. And I just want to see them too. Like I want them to bring them out and show them to me. I think tea, probably in the same way that coffee or a lot of, um, I don't know, any 
yeah, I guess, I guess mostly similar to coffee, but tea is more than just like a drinking experience. You're supposed to be able to smell it. You're supposed to be able to see it. It's really beautiful to look at. Um, Mm -hmm. The steeping process is really intricate. So I think it's becoming more and more popular to actually show that and not just to like serve the tea, but actually show um, Mm -hmm. the process of steeping the tea and show you the teas. I would say if they're hesitant to show you the tea or they're hesitant to talk about the type of tea that they have, then it might not be the spot to order tea um and then i think it's um in terms of like what type of tea to order i think you know i think it's always helpful to have a basic understanding of like what black tea tastes like versus what green tea tastes like versus like herbal teas um herbal teas don't have any caffeine they're not made from they're not really tea they're infusions um so, you know, if it's like after dinner or something like that, then I might lean towards like the herbal infusion versus like the black tea. Um, but I think having just like a basic understanding of, okay, black teas are probably usually a little bit more, they're a little stronger, they're a little bit more astringent um, than the green teas, which tend to be a little bit lighter. They, depending on which one you get, they might be a little bit grassier. Um, versus the herbal infusions, which I feel like you honestly can't go wrong with. I feel like they're always a safe bet. Um, If you don't know what to order, um, they're Mm -hmm. probably good and you really can't mess them up in terms of oversteeping them. So, you know, if you find yourself a little bit nervous and you don't know what to order, like that's probably the safest thing. Uh, Yeah. Um, You could steep it for two minutes. You could steep it for 11 minutes and it's not going to get ruined that way. Yeah. When you're with someone who wants to like try like let's say you're like with someone at this cafe and they they have a big old list of like everything you can imagine mm-hmm. and they're like what should i order what goes through your mind because this has happened to me and i know like the process i do yeah i'm curious like if oh, you've been in this situation to yours too yeah yeah and i can share it but i'm before <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll put you on no, the spot I'll definitely first tell you mine, yeah <laughs> okay so first thing is time of day um is it like a nice morning that's like cool and crisp or are we like the middle of the day when it's mm. really hot or is it winter is it summer like I'm thinking about all those things um yeah. because even if you're I, don't know, I think this is so exciting like I absolutely love this part about tea um, yeah. that I really feel like there's a tea for every specific moment in the day um yeah So I'm taking all those things into consideration. Like if the day is a little bit cooler, I'm probably not going to go for something that's more like floral and light. I'm going to probably go for something kind of more like what I'm drinking right now, which Mm -hmm. is a little bit more like honey and caramelized and chocolate notes and things like that, like a little bit stronger of a tea. Um, But, you know, if it's really disgustingly hot as New York City sometimes is, well, then I'm Mm -hmm. definitely not drinking something that's as heavy. So that's like my first decision, I think. Um, then I think about caffeine, um, whether it's going to be a tea or whether it's going to be an infusion. I'm still Mm -hmm. sort of torn on the whole debate about like black tea having more caffeine on than green tea. I don't think that really makes sense to me. So yeah, we could could take a little sign tag because I I don't, uh, I think that's BS um, personally. They all come from, I mean, yeah, I guess if everybody didn't know, all tea comes from the same plant. It's all the same leaf. It just depends on how much it's oxidized or Mm -hmm. the way that it's dried. So there's no difference in the leaves that you're drinking for 
black tea versus the leaves that you're drinking for green tea. So yeah, I mean it's it's crazy because if you if I if you've ever had a cup of matcha, that mm-hmm. stuff gets me wired like yeah like crazy. And that's a green tea technically. Now it's a green tea powder, so right. it's like well, are you consuming the leaf, and that's why you're feeling that way? It's like okay, but like a gyokuro, like that one also gets me wired and that's Mm -hmm. a green tea you're not consuming the leaf i mean versus like english i feel the same pretty like at this point i don't know if it's just because of my caffeine tolerance is yeah where it's at or but i pretty much feel the same i know there are certain teas puers or puars however you Mm -hmm. like to pronounce it um they get me wired typically matches get me wired few green teas like gyokoro or something like that but I'm the same. I can pretty much at this point drink tea any time of day and right. still go to sleep. Yeah. Feeling fine. Matcha, I wouldn't mess with matcha later. Yeah. That's definitely <laughs> not definitely not in the evening for me. No. Um, but I really like it in the morning. Yeah. But yeah, so and then I also getting back to how I pick tea for yes. people, um, I look at their personality too. I'm like, are they okay. a bubbly personality? Are they like, I don't know, are they more calm? Like, do I want to, I don't know. I, I feel like that sort of makes a difference for me. Like, for I'm sure. not going to give a really quiet personality the strongest type of tea. And maybe that's wrong, but I don't know. It's just like this theory that I have that you can really match like the tea personality to the, yeah. like the tea profile to the person's personality. Um, and then that's usually how I make my decision. I usually pick things that if I'm going to pick for something for somebody else. I usually pick something that I've either tried or, has, is similar to something I've tried before. And for myself, I'll sometimes pick something that's totally different. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we can always swap cups if they want to try um, what I'm drinking. But I would say those are, those are the primary decisions I'm making when I'm trying to order tea for somebody else. Yeah. Do you ever even consult, like, do you ask them about, like, what their preferences are on, on things? Oh, or? yeah, for sure. If they want to be asked. <laughs> if they want, I have yeah. some people, and if, they're just like, please just pick for just me. Cho- like, yeah, I have just no idea what them. I want. Yeah, um, exactly. And then they'll, like, get annoyed if I ask them, oh, well, like, do you like your coffee strong? Or do you like it, right. um, like, a little bit lighter? Or, they, or like, what type of food do you like? All those things. Yeah. They're like, no, please just pick the tea for me. So yeah. I've had usually, both, both situations. Yeah. I, I agree with, like a lot of that i you know i've never really i do it for myself but so i'm i'm selfish i guess cuz i never really when people ask me that i never take into consideration like what it's like outside mm-hmm. i do i do more like i do kind of match their personality as well yeah um i ask a lot of questions for the person some that don't even uh seem to be too much too tea related but and I also like look if we're eating something, yeah. or if they had just eaten something. I like think about yeah, like, what did they just eat? Too. Is that going to pair well with what they're currently eating, or what they just ate, or what they're about to eat if it's before the meal? Um, so making sure that like those things match up, so that they have a good experience. And and I'm not a sommelier by <laughs> by any means. Oh my so gosh, me neither. This so. is <laughs> and I'm the same way where it's like. I think this one would do well with that but yeah. <laughs> it's like I've, I've definitely been off at oh times. yeah sometimes <laughs> it's a complete guessing game and sometimes yeah. even I like, I feel like I've tried so many teas at this point and sometimes I go to a tea spot and I look at the menu and I'm like I don't know any of these like how in the world am I supposed to pick mm-hmm. um yeah no that's when I go to a new place though like I 
always try or whenever i go to a place that's like that that has a bunch of different teas mm-hmm. i always try something new like yeah. it's i'm i'm even like that with like restaurants too though oh, like, i do this i know thing. i have like a staple item that i love and i'm yeah. like maybe i'm craving it but i'm like I but should I, try something different. Yeah, but I should yeah. try something new, right? Yeah, <laughs> like no, I'm, I'm the exact same. I always, I love going to new restaurants and I love going to the same restaurant and trying different things mm-hmm, every time. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And like I said, I've, I, I've never really like not enjoyed a tea. Um, there's, it's just, I've enjoyed some more like, and yeah. some have been like great experiences. Others have been like, okay, I've had it. I probably don't need that again in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And there's the only tea I can think of where I have yet to find um, a proper place, time, anything for it. And I'm going to mess up the name, but it's called like the Lapsang... Um, uh, the Lapsang Suchong. Suchong, yeah. yeah. Lapsang Suchong. I cannot stand that. Yeah. <laughs> it is too much for me. Yeah, it's a very extreme, extreme tea, I would say. Do you know the process of how they do that? Like how they make that? I guess, can you explain what that is for anyone I, who doesn't know what it is? And then... I would be the probably the worst person at explaining the process of how they make it. I, I have not had that tea. I'm sort of like you. I, okay. I only have it at very specific times. Um, yeah. And I have not had it for a while, to be honest. Do you enjoy it, though? Like when you've had it? When I've had it, I do enjoy it. Um, for you. <laughs> it's I don't a rough know, one for me. I don't know why I... I don't know. It's like, it's more smoky than regular tea, I guess. It's, I don't know. It's, I've had a couple of teas that are roasted, like Mm -hmm. that's, um, or like a roasted tea, like hojicha is like a roasted tea. And then there are some black teas, which sort of have like a roasted element, but this one is literally like smoky. It's not roasted. It's, it's unlike anything I've personally had before because yeah like you said like i love the roasted teas like a hoji cha yeah i i absolutely love like especially on like a cold day like oh it's really just warms the body and mm-hmm. that i <laughs> the way i always describe it to people is that imagine standing over a smoky bonfire and mm-hmm. just <gasps> like a yeah. big inhale and like yeah. that's the flavor like that's what you got now and it's just uh i couldn't i couldn't do it my roommate and i he bought some we tried it. He, we like made a pot. We both tried it at the same time. We looked, looked at each other like, probably not going to drink that again. Yeah. That, that one's going to sit up there and we will hold it, hold, hold it for people who want to experiment. Yeah. I believe the direct quote is like the tea leaves are, it's like smoke dried over a pine wood fire. So it's not even like normal firewood. It's like a really like yeah. potent firewood. And then it depends on like how close, like whether the tea leaves are already dried and then they're mm-hmm. put over the fire or like whether they are dried over the fire and how close to the yeah. fire they are. And I, yeah, it's just a very intense tea. I do like it, but I haven't, it's not one that I'm regularly drinking. Yeah. So. I had it or I had a, um, a Lapsang Suchong, I think infused breakfast once. Yeah. And that was good. It was like, they infused it into the meat. Interesting. And I, I like, can imagine that would actually be really good. That was very good. And so, like, I'm interested in exploring that with the stuff I have back in my house, like, with my roommate. Just, like, let's make some, like, smoked meat flavored something. Like, 
I'm sure it would be good. Infuse it in like a chicken breast or something. Yeah. Like a barbecue chicken breast or something. No, it's interesting. I feel like that's the next like tea revolution is tea and cooking. I <laughs> yeah. Use, I use tea in my cocktails. Like when I make drinks and stuff, yeah, I have that's, like lots that's of fun. tea, tea inspired cocktails, but I have not used it to cook yet. Um, yeah. But that's something that I'm definitely going to be doing at some point once I, I guess, find the perfect recipe. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So back to the tea travels, though. When you traveled, mm-hmm. do you have any experiences, I guess, that are like top five experiences that you were like, wow, this is a, a tea lover's dream or yeah. something that just really like inspired your tea life? Yeah, it's a good question. So let me think. I think one of them um when I was in China we went to we went to like a bunch of small it's like pretty traditional that you know whenever you go to eat somewhere in China they're gonna serve you tea too um just yeah. like alongside the meal so we had a lot of things like that I think one of the like I don't know I think it was just best because it was very extreme um tea experiences that I had was my friend and I um so there's um, Hong Kong, which like, there's a chain of islands, um, Mm -hmm. like right around Hong Kong. One of them is Hong Kong. And then the other one is, um, Kowloon, which is right next door to it. And I believe it's on Kowloon that the, like the Ritz Carlton is. And on the very top of it, they have a tea house. Mm. And, um, anyway, so we decided that we were going to go have tea at this tea house on top of the the Ritz and overlooking all of Hong Kong. Um, and it was like very reasonably priced still. Um, you say reasonably, reasonably. Yeah. I feel like that was the main highlight of the (laughs) trip to China is that everything was just like, you would get things, the food and the drinks were just absolutely amazing for like not even close to what you would spend in the United States for any of these experiences. So anyway, I highly recommend it. Um, and we tried, um, what was the tea I tried? I tried, uh, yellow tea okay. there, which I never had before. And I I've cannot tell you it, yeah. what it is. Um, but they had like, they had green, they had like regular green tea and then they had like a bunch of different types of green tea, like just pages they gave, instead of giving you like a little menu, they gave you this entire book. Um, mm. and you could look through the book and every single page had like a different type of tea. And then this really long description with all of, yeah. like the tasting notes and like what to expect. Um, I can't remember the name of this yellow tea, but I had it. And it went perfectly with like the rest of the um, afternoon tea that we were having. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say that was definitely one of my like favorite tea experiences. Just looking over like cloudy Hong Kong is sitting at the top of this tower and drinking yeah. tea with one of my best friends. So I think it doesn't really get too much better than that. Um, yeah. Something, I, another experience that I think is absolutely amazing is that um, in Copenhagen, um, the Danes have this like, culture of the winters are really tough there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have this culture thing. It's called Huga. And it's like cozy time i guess like a homey cozy feeling it's h-y-g-g-e yeah yeah, exactly i've seen that a lot um and i think it's perfect for tea 
Like, I don't think, I think it goes so well with like the idea of like you're sitting around with like a candle and a book and a cup of tea under a blanket. Um, mm-hmm. But you can also go outside. And so Heart Bakery, they have this new location and it's right next, it's right along the canals. So it's super pretty. Like the canals in Copenhagen have all these colorful houses. And so you can get a cup of tea and bring like a blanket and then just sit along the canals and watch like the people go by in their boats and people sitting on their balconies in the middle of the winter when like everybody else would be inside um, and drink a cup of tea there. And it's just amazing. And like they, like I said before, they brew the teas so perfectly and they're so knowledgeable about them. um, That's like, those are two of the best, I think, cafe drinking experiences that I've had. Um, And then the last one, I guess, also took place in Copenhagen. It wasn't really like a cafe experience, but um, the Henrietta Lovell, the um, woman that I keep mentioning who wrote the tea book, she had an event that I just like happened to be in Copenhagen at the same time as her. Mm. And she hosted an event um, where she made us tea cocktails and talked about her book and talked about her tea adventures and like signed, like we bought her books and she signed them for us and it was just like a really amazing experience for like me to talk about tea with somebody who's traveled way, way more than I have and has yeah. tried so many different types of tea and just to like hear her thoughts about all these amazing things that like we shared in common. So yeah. I'd say those are my top three tea drinking highlights. I love um, it. But I think that's one of the great things is that there's so many places, um, where you can just go in and you can enjoy either at a cafe or like so many hotels do it too, but just like the afternoon tea experience. And I think it's a great way to just like relax if you have a half day off yeah. in a city that you're exploring. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's just like a great way to get to know. I think people are really friendly. Like I often talk to people at the tables next to me um, and like the people who are serving you the tea I hope mm-hmm. are very like knowledgeable about like what tea they're serving you. Um, I've been to places where that's not always the case, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. Um, but I think we're moving more in that direction. So yeah, yeah, I'd agree. That's like been one of my favorite parts of my travels, which, like I said, not not too much, but just the sitting down at like a restaurant or just like at a bar or just tea shop or whatever, and just how friendly everyone is. And I mean. The places I've been, I feel like I've people have seen that I'm not from here. Right. <laughs> like they're like, they're like, you probably are traveling, and then they hear me talk, and they're like, oh yeah, like here, like we're from the United States, and then, right. but it's so nice, and then it's just like super nice just to enjoy a cup of tea with these new people, and like that honestly is some of my best experiences with tea are the just literally the sitting down having a cup of tea with new friends and just sharing experiences talking about stories and and enjoying that and i feel like that 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 doesn't happen much with other things i mean alcohol is a good one yeah. <laughs> people do that a lot I'd with say alcohol that's probably the only comparable the, the only comparable because yeah. like i've done that as well especially when i went to ireland it was tea and beer like those were the two equalizers the two things that brought me close with people exactly black tea and beer and it was it was fun yeah no it really is i think it's amazing i think like that was always 
Yeah, that was always the big draw is that you can tea is one of those things too, that you can be drinking the same cup of tea for hours, right? And so your conversations aren't limited by the fact that you're not holding a beverage anymore or something Mm -hmm. like that. Like there's really just like a reason for, I don't know, for you to start sitting down and then for you to stay sitting down and talking to the people around you. So I think that's what's amazing about it and that, I don't know, I've still yet to meet a person who... I've met a lot of people who say, oh, I don't like tea or, um, oh, I don't drink tea. And I'm like, well, I don't think that's like quite true. Like, how about you come over and I'll like show you some teas and we can try them. You can tell me what you like and you don't like. Um, And usually I have not had a single person yet that I haven't been able to find a tea that they um, or single person who hasn't liked any of the teas that I've given them to try. So, yeah, no, I'm the exact same way. I I refuse the idea that someone doesn't like tea. Yeah. I'm like, you just haven't had the right cup yet. Exactly. Like it's, I promise you there's a cup of tea and I, and I don't, I don't want to keep comparing tea to coffee because there's, it's just, in my opinion, they're very different. Cause I don't think that there is a coffee. Coffee obviously has very different flavor notes that I don't know. And I don't understand. Mm hmm. But in my opinion, it does not span across the wide variety that tea does. Not that I know of. And I would love if there's a listener who understands coffee, call me out. Please explain it to us. <laughs> Please explain it. Because like to me, and I, again, not a coffee drinker, but I do enjoy a, an occasional cup every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoy it. And I've had good cups of coffee and I've had bad cups of coffee. Like, so I'm like, okay, there, there are differences. And I've kind of learned a little bit about the different beans and right. what those are. But to me, there's still, there's still just like a foundational coffee flavor. Right. Whereas tea, there's no one flavor that spans across the board. No. Like it, it's just not a thing. Right. And They're also different. It's like you can sort them into categories, but even within categories, there's so many exceptions. So so. many, so many. And that's what I've just, and when I found out that tea all comes from the same plant, I mean, I was, I was shook. I'm like that. I know. It can't be possible. I refuse to believe it. (laughs) That's impossible. I know. I put these little quizzes up on my blog sometimes. And that's always one of the questions I ask is like, either what's, I mean, I don't expect people to know the name of the tea plant, but I'm like, oh, like one of the things or one of the wrong answers like wrong answers mm. is like oh black tea green tea um and like white tea come from different plants yeah um yeah, yeah. a classic one it is it is it's uh um, it's always they're like... all the same all the same <laughs> yes um so i realized we never finished one of the questions from before i, I asked you about if you go into a cafe and you are looking for a good quality tea, what kind of questions? And you said there's differences between a, a place where you go to enjoy the tea there or if you're going to buy tea. Right. I don't think you ever answered the no, buy tea. No, I didn't tea. talk about the buy tea. Yes. Um, so I feel like I say this one with like having been into tea shops or I've had the most amazing experiences where like you are just overwhelmed by so many scents and flavors and mm-hmm. Like, you can't even possibly begin to choose what you're going to go home with. And then places right. where it's, like, they just, like, want you to leave. Like, they, like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, tea shops, they can be 
they should be, I think, very like welcoming and warm. And mm-hmm. I think that's the overwhelming experience that I've had. And when I'm in those welcoming and warm tea shops, like I just ask as many questions as I can. Like if I don't know something, I am asking. Um, mm-hmm. I'm asking them to explain differences between like the two teas that are right next to each other that like why does one smell differently than the other one? Like what's giving it the scent? Um, yeah. I think that I personally don't like drinking teas as much that are like have added flavors to them. Like a mm-hmm. lot of the, even like some of the Earl Grey teas that you'll get, they have like added vanilla flavor or even added like bergamot flavor. Um, mm-hmm. It's like not natural. And I, I think those are like nice and fun sometimes, but I usually try to avoid them if I'm like going to buy tea by myself, just because Definitely. at this point I like to compare like the actual leaves to each other and not as much the added flavors to each other. So I'm always asking about that, like, regardless of where I'm going, like, oh, like, does this one have any added flavors? Um, And then I think the presentation matters. Sometimes, like, when you see them, um, like, the tea stored in these big glass jars, um, you don't really know how long it's been sitting there, like, what the turnover is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if there's, like, a lot of light coming into the store and the tea is sitting in these big um, glass jars, the light's just... Yep. shining right on the tea and that like tea is supposed to be stored in a cool dark place so mm-hmm. that's something that i'm on the lookout for like how are they storing the tea that they're serving yeah um, or that you're going to be buying um because i mean their te- tea technically does have a shelf life technically um yeah quotes yeah <laughs> i've never particularly noticed the difference between tea that i've let sit on the shelf for like a couple of years and tea that yeah. Like I get and I drink right away. I'm sure there are small nuances, but I think I would have to have the cups right next to each other in order to taste them. Yeah. So, you know, but I think it's always nice if you're going to a store and you're going to be buying something that the tea is fresh and hasn't been sitting there for a really long time um, and has like a lot of other factors affecting it. Um, and then I think like you should be able to look at the tea. You should be able to smell the tea, which is I know hard right now with COVID yeah. and everybody wearing their masks and stuff. But yep. ideally, I think that's the way to do it, to look at it, to smell it, um, and to be able to ask questions about it. Um, I think those are like the three most important things that I look for. Um, and then at the end of the day, I usually also start by buying a small amount, um, maybe like 50 to 50 grams or something like that, as I think... Mm-hmm like uh, enough for more than a couple of cups, but enough for you to really like discover how to steep the tea too. Because like often when I get a tea from a store, um, they give you like recommended steeping instructions, but I, I try to follow them and then I want to do my own thing too. So I play around with it a little bit. Um, yeah. And I feel like 50 grams gives you enough room to wiggle and figure out what you want to do with it. Um, yeah. And then when I'm more interested in committing to the tea, then I'll move up to like an amount of like a hundred or 200 grams, um, depending on how quickly I'm going to be drinking it. Yeah. I think that's also one of the hardest parts is like, they ask you, okay, how much do you want? And most people are like, uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how to measure tea. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Yeah. But I like I would, when there's options. Yeah, exactly. I would say though, for people listening that a normal serving of tea is about two to three grams per cup. So yeah. that tends to be the standard. So if you were to get 50 grams of tea, I mean, that's more than 10 servings per cu- like more than 10 cups of tea. So you should what be What would set. you say that equates to like teaspoons? 
is like it's about one teaspoon like two to right. three grams is one teaspoon that's what okay that's what i thought because i did i remember i was uh with a buddy and making tea for him at his place and he's like uh how do you want to measure this and i'm like eh, just give me a teaspoon and he's mm-hmm. like wait a teaspoon he's like it just clicked and he's like is that why they call it a teaspoon? I'm like, I don't know for a fact, but my gut says <laughs> my yes. My guess is yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think it was used to measure tea. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, that sounds right to me. Um, <laughs> I always just measure in my hand. I don't know. I feel like the amount oh. of tea that can like fit in this part of yeah. like the center of your hand, like when you make, if you put your hand flat, there's the little yeah. part in the middle that goes down a little bit. And if you fill that part with tea, Almost like, that it's flat with your hand. That's about two to three grams of tea. I've discovered. I like that. That's a that's a yeah. good. So when good you're on the go, when you're yeah, on the go, go, you don't have a measurement. teaspoon with you then. Yeah, which I'm, that can I'm be all go to. Yeah, especially I'm sure you're traveling a lot and stuff. I when you travel, do you ever bring tea with you? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. And I'm really sad if I forget. Yeah, same. I have I literally have a tote bag that's almost dedicated to my podcasting gear mm-hmm. and my tea. That's yep. literally all it does. Is, is it usually holds <laughs> both at the same those time? Two things. Just transports those two things around because I'm like I don't know when I'm gonna want a podcast. Like if I'm gonna have to do something. So or I don't know. Like if I just want a tea, the hardest part is trying to find like a, a hot source right, <laughs> sometimes. Exactly. For, it's like so i gotta carry like a flint i think that yeah, was, and just start I, your own i was legitimately fires. thinking about buying a flint and learning how to just start my own fires like that I'm not like, a bad idea yeah i was yeah. like i don't know i'm i find myself in the woods sometimes mm-hmm. where i'm just like a tea would yeah. be so nice right yeah, now whenever you're camping i know i always bring tea whenever we go camping and stuff which we don't yeah. do that much in new york but i do yeah. outside of new york a decent amount and i always make sure that i have tea with me um yeah and I think that's also really nice about like not having, if you're not drinking tea in a tea bag, then I mean, tea leaves are biodegradable. So you don't mm-hmm. have to carry around this wet tea bag with you for the rest of your camping trip, yeah. um, which is nice. That is nice. That is nice. Yeah. So for people who live in the United States that are listening mm-hmm. to this, where, I guess one, have you traveled much in the United States to different like tea houses or tea locations? Um, I mostly, so I'm from Boston originally, so I've gone to Boston and stuff and drink tea there. Um, But I would say most of my things in the U.S. are focused in and around New York City. Um, I'm going to be going out to L.A. soon, and I've heard that the tea experiences there are absolutely amazing. Really? Yeah. I've heard that they have, like, really incredible cafes, tea houses. Um, There's a bunch of tea companies on Instagram that I follow who are based out of LA. And so um, I'm going to be like reaching out to them to see if I can come and visit their spots um, and just like see what they're doing. Um, Because I know that's one, it's supposed to be like a hot spot for tea. So interesting. I guess kind of makes sense if like Japan maybe influences over to, and I mean, LA is just such a big, big place. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, for, I think it's probably something too about like the health culture in LA. Right. Like tea is now a like health drink, I guess. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of places that are starting to pop up in that respect. Um, mm-hmm. which I think is, I mean, I just drink tea because I think it tastes good. I don't know yeah. how much the, I was going to ask you about the, the health benefits, what you think about yeah. the health benefits of tea. Yeah. Well, funny, 
It's sort of funny. I remember in dental school one time we were reading this article and like one of the things that was mentioned in it was like green tea being good for tooth health, like mm. making your teeth stronger. It's like, I don't know how accurate that is, but it was just like <laughs> funny to see tea somehow make its way into the dental setting into too. The, yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Usually, I did not expect that. <laughs> usually I feel like it's all when not tea is talked around. about for yeah. your teeth. It's that it stains staining them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I guess just what do you what do you think about like the health benefits of tea? Because I know I've talked to many people who are like, yeah, this all over the place. So I'm curious what what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who's in like the medical field, and like mm-hmm. I'm going to be going to like my residency afterwards, getting my medical degree too. So wow. good for you. Um, I don't know, I place a lot of value, I think, in like scientific studies and scientific papers. And I mean, there are some that show, I guess, possible health benefits mm-hmm. of tea, but there are always like so many complicating factors that are in these studies. Like none of them, it's obvious, like you're not able to isolate um, tea as like the reason that these changes might be happening. So I personally haven't seen any like articles that have really proven the health benefits of tea. I think tea has a great benefit for like meditation and for like mental health. I think that's fantastic that it's like a way to calm down and a way for like people to dedicate times, um, time for themselves to relax. Um, but in terms of, you know, like I see, oh, tea makes you skinnier, like tea helps cure mm-hmm. cancer, tea fights cavities or things like that. I'm like, well, I don't know how accurate that is. Yeah. Um, I'm st- I guess I'm a skeptic, maybe, but it's hard when you when there's such like very bold claims like that. I well, I hate the idea of tea losing weight. Yeah, that's. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah. I do think that there's potential that tea can increase the green tea. Maybe can increase metabolism or tea just in general mm-hmm. can increase metabolism. But if you just decide to one day incorporate green tea into your life, but you still have a shit diet, you don't move, you don't right. do you're going to do you any. You're not going to do anything, no. And so it's like, <laughs> I mean, people always like talk or ask me about this stuff. And, and I am fascinated by the health benefits of, of tea. I think that that's actually, I mean, partially that's what this podcast, I want to start discussing with the uh, actual doctors and scientists like more holistic blending people who blend the eastern and western type medicines because traditional chinese medicine tea is talked about a lot oh yeah all the time and i think that you said 100 percent with the mental health and the practice of like the discipline of like steeping your tea even Mm -hmm. just to the right temperature the right time and like kind of doing that and just having like the, the that gung fu gaiwan practice is just i think there's something there just to having that in your life and then the meditation behind it like you said though, i'm skeptical when it comes if someone's going to tell me this tea will help you lose weight right, this tea is going to cure your health. cancer yeah shut up like yeah. no <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's not, not how it works <laughs> that's not how it works i do like tea has compounds like l-theanine that right has been studied to yeah, to like help you calm and right. have that sense of like calm focus because of the caffeine and right. There's a lot of things there, and like again, partially with this podcast, I'd like to destigmatize the like green tea is meant for fat loss or 
uh, or cancer prevention. Maybe, maybe, but let's dig into that. Let's not just say that willy nilly. And yeah, yeah. So it can be a little bit misleading, and I think it is have people drinking tea for the wrong reasons. Right. Not that I guess there's really a wrong reason to drink tea, but you know, (laughs) if you're drinking tea, you got misguided. Yeah, misguided (laughs) reasons. But um, it, if you're not if you're not enjoying it either, in my opinion, that's a that's a health benefit in itself too. Right. Enjoy what you're doing. If you're enjoying what you're doing, I actually just was listening to a podcast where the doctor was talking about he was talking about food for your your mind clarity as well as just mind longevity, mm-hmm. and he talked about. There is something with certain foods that if you – he categorizes the foods as yum, yuck, or meh type foods. So foods that like yum, like, oh, I love those foods. Yuck, you're like, eh, I can't stand those foods. Or meh, you're like, those are food that like if it's there, sure, I'll eat it. If it's not there, I'm fine without it in my life. Right. And he's like, those foods that fall into the category of the yum and meh and even a slightly into like the yuck but like you're still on the edge with it. He's like, you can actually, if you believe it does do, like, if you believe it's going to help in some sort of way. He's like, there's actually a little bit of power there. He's like, I'm not saying this is woo-woo magic. Like, all you have to do is just believe and then then it's real, like Santa Claus or or something like that. But he's like, there's actually something where if you actually, like, like, in your mind, like, can get yourself to to buy into that Physi- physiologically we've seen differences oh, in yeah. people who i mean that's like the placebo stuff right too. exactly there's so much we don't understand about that too i mean it's pretty incredible like you hear all those stories about people who like as soon as they give up like that's the end but it's like the people exactly. who keep um who keep exactly. believing and who are having a positive attitude about it that end up making their way through it so mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah i think i mean i think it's i actually have a friend who um my friend from college who he, like went to school for acupuncture and he's studying like mm. Eastern medicine and stuff. And so he's always like reaching out to me about tea and like mm-hmm. to get my thoughts on like, you for know, sure. like what the different like health effects of tea might be. And he sends me some articles and things like that about even things like different herbs and um, like types of tea and stuff like that. He's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Like I have my thoughts, but like I want to hear yours too. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the herbs, I can definitely. I I'm a firm believer in like herbs more for for certain things because I've like personally mm-hmm. felt like er, some some herbs you can just feel acutely in the moment. Right. It's like oh, this made me extremely sleepy and I slept great through right. the night. Um, or this really energized me and I felt great throughout the day or something like that. Um, but there, it's a it's a whole. I mean, I it's opening up a can of worms because you also exactly. have to be careful of how they interact if you're taking any medications. You have to be careful exactly. of how they're going to interact with other herbs that you're taking. And mm-hmm. it, it, I never trust someone when they claim something so staunchly that this does this. Yeah, this Lavender is the will make you cure. sleep. Yeah, this is the miracle yeah. cure. Now, yeah. I think I think my like big thing too with all the like green tea and like how good green tea is for your health. I'm, I mm-hmm. think it's like so similar to me to the same thing we were talking about with caffeine before. Like the only difference between green and black tea is like the amount that it's oxidized or like exposed right. to the air. 
um, and like left to quote Brown. Yeah. Um, and so like, why is that? Like what exactly is happening that green tea would have this effect that like black tea wouldn't have. So, so yeah, some of, some of my thoughts behind the whole caffeine thing too if you look at the steeping times yeah, and the steeping temperatures yeah. of what you should steep your green tea at versus what you should steep your black tea at, mm-hmm. time and temperature do have a oh, it's yeah, been studied. Exactly. Yeah, they have an effect is on how much caffeine. And typically, you steep black teas for longer time at hotter temperature. Right. So inherently, you're probably going to have more caffeine. Uh, caffeine content than you would with a green tea. Now, it would, I, I'm interested, I guess the true scientific method would say, let's boil some water, steep green tea bag or a black tea bag at 212 degrees Fahrenheit for five minutes, and then measure the caffeine of those two cups. Right. And then see, that's like that to me is the true science, scientific method is right. there. But if you're comparing like how you properly do then yeah i guess sure black tea is gonna have more but it's it's interesting yeah that's pretty much seemed to be the only explanation i could come up with too that it must have to do with like steeping times and steeping temperatures but i don't know and then like it's just a funny little I guess experiment because I I often steep my green tea more times than I steep my black tea too. Like yeah. I'm <laughs> continuing, and I add more hot water and stuff. So yeah, it's just funny to like measure how much would be in each cup. I guess and like the cumulative and then the cumulative, yeah, the cumulative. Yes, effect. that would be that'd be another way of of kind of running that experiment. Yeah. Huh. That's a I, you're, some food I'm, for thought. It is, and this this feeds this fuels me because I'm got the science background too. I have a chemical engineering background, so oh, cool. I'm very interested in in these little nuances of, yeah. of things. Um, but that was a little bit of a tangent from <laughs> the travel, the tea for travel, <laughs> <laughs> or traveling for tea and everything. So I think I was asking you about the locations in new york or well i was asking you for just generally in the united states yeah and i am curious after you go to la to hear about that but yeah, i'll keep you updated in new york i guess for those listening who are from new york or in the east coast area do you have any like top three again like oh, type yeah. recommendations easily easily, easily. so my if you want to add more go for yeah it. so my number one my absolute favorite favorite place in new york um, it's called Kettle. Um, it's K-E-T-T-L. Um, they also have an online like tea store if you're not in New York and you want to have their tea delivered. Um, they're Japanese. So I've noticed like Japanese tea places are suddenly popping up all over the place in New York. Mm. Um, but this one is my this one is my favorite. Um, they have so their original tea bar is on the Lower East Side. Um, and you would walk right by it if you didn't know it was there. Um, it's this little like white storefront, um, with a little window where you can order out of. Um, and if you're in New York and you're going there, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you sit at the bar. There are four seats, um, with Mm. another slightly larger window. Um, and you can sit there for like two and a half, three hours with the same cup of tea, um, Mm. and just drink it. And, the bartender or the like tea sommeliers um, who are pretty much your bartenders are so knowledgeable. Um, yeah. You have this menu in front of you. It's not too overwhelming. They have 
lots of different tasting, like little descriptions so that you can get like a decent idea of what you're going to be drinking. Um, and they're happy to explain anything to you if you have any questions or if you want to try something else. They're very accommodating, very nice. Um, it's not really the summer anymore. So they, I think they still have their tea ice cream, um, which is also really good. And just kind of like a fun treat. But I highly yeah. recommend if you're going to sit at the bar and just like talk to them about tea. They're so knowledgeable and so amazing. Okay. Yeah. Um, they also just opened a cafe in Brooklyn, which I am still waiting to go visit. But I think this weekend I'm going to be able to make it there. So I'm very excited about that. Um, so that's my favorite. That's my absolute yeah. favorite place. And then... Another place that I've been and that I know is super popular amongst other like New York, even just like coffee and cafe bloggers, it's called Ipoto Tea. Um, it's on the east side too. They have a little store and cafe and it's another Japanese green tea cafe and it's really nice. They also have an online store. So if you're not in New York, you can buy their tea online. They ship. And then... This one place that I really want to go to that I haven't been yet is called, um, I think it's, I forget whether it's Prince Street Tea House or Prince Tea House, okay. um, but they have afternoon tea and then a bunch of tea inspired like baked goods and things like that, that they yeah. incorporate. And I haven't had the chance to go there yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. So those are like a couple of the spots. Um, there's another one called um, Tea Company. Um, that is also in like the West Village. Um, it's again this like little hole in the wall that you would just walk right by, but they have mm. really cute outdoor seating. Um, it's on a really cozy street. They even have a bathroom there too, because everybody knows that when you drink tea, you always have to pee <laughs> a lot. Um, so they have a little bathroom there and they also sell teaware. So they have all these adorable teapots nice. and. You can get, if you're interested in getting a guy one there, you can get your guy one there. Um, there you go. And they have lots of like old tea books, old maps, like things like that. Um, yeah. They're a Taiwanese based tea company. So awesome. Yeah. Cool. Those are my, those are my recommendations. Um, and then there are tons of cafes that serve um, actually really high quality tea. Some of them from those places. So yeah, I have I have more on my more on my blog that you can check out. But yes, and so sorry if this might this might be a repeat question. But do you have like a favorite country that you've been to? I guess we never really got like a proper list of all the country countries you've been to. I don't know if you even know that off the top of your head. Yeah, but I'm sure it's been a lot. So we'll just stick to that question of favorite. do you have a favorite country you've been to in regards, and let's just keep this, I guess, tea related. We'll do, um, yeah. And you can think of any reason why it would be. I think one, so we recently went to Costa Rica, Mm. um, which is really fun because everybody, I mean, Costa Rica was amazing. Um, I love to hike. I love to be outside. I scuba mm-hmm. dive. So those were all I mean, things that we did there. But Costa Rica, I think, is most famous for their coffee. Yeah. Um, and everybody like wants to drink coffee from Costa Rica. And it was interesting to go there and for the first time really be in a place where you just could not find tea like yeah. anywhere. Like if you go to the supermarket, you could barely find tea. There was like a couple of teas on the shelf and they were all, you know, like tea and tea bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every cafe that you would go to, maybe they had 
um, the closest thing would be like a chai mix that they had um, mm. gotten from somewhere and it was really sweet and stuff. So yeah. I think it was the most interesting like tea experience because what we ended up doing was going to farmer's markets um, okay. that they would have and just creating like our own herbal infusions. So nice. I would just go and I'd pick out a bunch of herbs that I thought would go well together and then yeah. just start creating these infusions that we could drink instead of because we couldn't find um, I love it. like regular tea to drink. So I thought that yeah, was yeah. like fun and you know, I think a way to, I was, that was actually one of the trips where like, I really wanted to bring tea and I forgot it on my, um, <laughs> on my dresser on her way out. Oh, so no. <laughs> oh, we were, um, improvising a little bit. Um, yeah. so that was really fun and a really good way to like go to the farmer's market and have something that we were looking for. And, you know, yeah, I like that. Cause I was going to say, when you start, when you said Costa Rica, I actually had a guy on the podcast and he was living in Costa Rica at the time mm-hmm. of the podcast. And so he was talking, he was like, there's nowhere to get tea here. He's yeah. like, he's like, and he's not, he wasn't too much of a tea drinker. He was, I was talking to him because he does, uh, he works as a health coach and yeah, he was like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to really be able to be drinking tea with you. He's like, I'll have orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it was that's impossible. fine. Yeah, yeah. It was impossible. Like, that, it was so fine. funny. I, mean, I haven't really been in a situation like that recently before where you just can't. That is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Usually there's like a price point. It's like, okay, like you can go to the supermarket, but then if you go to like this really fancy store, like they'll have like high quality tea there and like, yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money for it, but like there's yeah. some way that you could get tea but here they're just like there wasn't a way to get tea at least in the places that we went to so yeah fascinating yeah interesting yeah so for anybody listening who is new to this tea world to just hearing all this tea traveling and they're excited about it but as you know i'm sure tea is an overwhelming kind of feet to to jump into it's an overwhelming world there can be what would you give what recommendations would you give for someone who's just starting their tea journey um and we'll just say just starting the tea journey and if you want to add any like travel advice for the tea person yeah go for it so i guess advice for somebody first who's just starting their tea journey i would say One, don't always play it safe. Like I said before, okay, if you're in a space and you really don't know what to get, like just get something herbal because it'll probably be good. But don't let like complex flavor profiles scare you, I guess. Like sometimes black tea, if it's not steeped properly, can taste a little bit bitter. Um, Mm -hmm. But don't let that be the reason that you say, okay, black tea isn't for me Um, Mm -hmm. because it probably wasn't steeped the way it was supposed to be steeped. And there's so many different types of black tea with so many different flavor profiles. So don't let that kind of turn you off to the tea world. I'd say just like start with something simple. Um, You've heard us talk about like jasmine green tea a lot today. I think that's a really honestly perfect tea for a beginner to try if they're going out to get tea. I think it'll really impress you. I think it'll show you a lot of the things that tea has to offer. And I think it's a really easy tea to be able to spin off of later um, because you've had your first green tea um, with like sort of floral notes, depending on how you like that, you can gravitate towards teas that are more floral or you can gravitate towards teas that are like more in the grassy or green spectrum. Um, So I think it's just like a good point to 
I'd say it's pretty well liked in general. I don't think yeah. I've given jasmine green tea to somebody who like has just absolutely hated it before. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a pretty safe tea, um, but I think it's a really like amazing tea and a really good tea. And I think it talks a lot about the tea process too. And in terms of like travel and tea advice, I mean, if you're traveling really for tea, I think there are so many amazing tea farms that I have yet to visit. Um, yeah. Like even in places like Africa, there are these amazing tea farms. South Africa is like the biggest um, place for producing rooibos tea. They also have like a lot of other teas that they're starting to produce, like black teas and stuff. And there's this place in Thailand that I'm dying to go and visit because of their tea farm. It's amazing. So mm. I think like don't be afraid to reach out to people and ask if you can visit and see what they're doing, whether it's like a tea shop yeah. or a tea farm, if it's something that you're interested in. Like people love to talk about what they do, um, especially when it's tea related, because um, the community is so small. Um, the people are usually so friendly. I don't know if it's something that you're interested in and you want to really like travel for it. There are so many opportunities out there. Yeah. And it doesn't have to, I mean, even in places, I mean, obviously in places like England and where the tea culture runs like so many years back, there's so many options out there. So yeah, just don't yeah. be afraid to reach out. Beautiful. Well, Monica, do you have any else, anything else you want to share, talk about with everybody? No, I mean, just thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It's been really fun to get to talk to you about tea and share yeah. what you've been up to and hear little snippets about what you've spoken to other people about on your show. I'm really excited yeah. to keep listening in the future. So yeah. thank you for no. having me. Of course. Of course. Thanks for, for joining us today. But give yourself a little plug. Where can people find your work? Sure. So I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm just at travel through T through spelled like the regular way T H R O U G H. So travel through T. I also recently started a TikTok. I have not posted that much, nice. but um, I do like tea-based cocktails on my TikTok. I have like one for like an Asaku green tea mojito. I have one for like an Earl Grey. I call it the Duke of Earl. It's an Earl Grey tea cocktail. And then I have a couple more coming, like a Jasmine tea smash and stuff like that. So just like something fun. If you don't know how to use the tea that you have, you can yeah. find me there too, making fun tea cocktails. So. I love it. Um, but yeah, the primary, primary hub is travel through tea on Instagram. And I have all my recommendations for New York and Copenhagen on there. And I keep adding for the places that I visit. So yeah, be sure to Amazing. check them out. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Monica. People go check her out. <laughs> Make sure to check out your page too. <laughs> it's <laughs> always you. fun to like see, uh, see who else you're hosting and see who else is going to make it on the show. So thank you. Thank you to Monica for that awesome conversation. Check out her work on Instagram at Travel Through T. That's T R A V E L T H R O U G H T E A. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed our conversation, please share this episode with one person who may find value in it. I'm so grateful for you and wish you a blessed day. Peace out, T Migos. Peace out.